ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time is here. That's right. We're talking Tremors for Animal Attacks April on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. Your old pal Patrick Hamilton coming to you once again per- from ooh, coming to you <laughs> once again from Perfection Nirvana, 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 Nirvana from Perfection <laughs> Nevada. Uh, this is the Kill by Kill podcast where we're dedicated. Nevada. Nevada. It is. It's <laughs> perfection. <laughs> Did I say Nevada? Yes. Nevada. Nevada. Nevada with a flat A. Yeah. Okay. Uh, perfection Nirvana. <laughs> Nevada. 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 Yes. Okay. Just say that. I just did. No. So you say it. Nevada. Okay. So that's where we're coming from. Okay. This is the Kill by Kill podcast where we're dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film. The characters. And of course, we're celebrating Animal Attacks April. That means it's all Animal Attacks movies. And uh, due to some serious snafus and scheduling difficulties, uh, unfortunately, Gina Radcliffe is not here to help us break this down. But uh, we're doing it family style. That's right. There's only one family I trust to uh, watch Tremors with me this afternoon, record a podcast about it, and continue to live with me after the one and only Becky Wilson and Oliver Hamilton. How are you doing, the two of you? We're your only family. You're not my only yes. family. Yes. Well, I, I I have parents. I have well, siblings. I that, mean, that's family like, too. No, I mean like house family. House family. <laughs> You're right. You are my only house family. <laughs> Touche. Um, family that watches Tremors together. Watches Tremors, Tremors together. together. Yeah. They may not watch Tremors too, but they're at least going to watch the first one. There's a two. <laughs> There's there, there are many sequels actually. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna get to it. All so right. uh my first question, you know, the grand tradition of uh of Kill by Kill is when was the first time you watched Tremors, Becky? Oh <clears throat> I think that I must have rented it from a blockbuster video. Smart choice. One the- night. <laughs> I did not see it in the theater. Yeah. Um and I remember that Reba McIntyre was like awesome and kick-ass, and that was a big surprise to everybody. Okay. Because I think she had a country darling sweetheart persona. True. There was a lot of then, this is your last chance, fancy, don't let me down energy to yes. her previous. And then of this. course, Mr. Family Ties was known as the dad of family ties. Right. And yeah. Not some gun-toting crazy survivalist. Well, now, were you more of a Fred Ward guy? Or were you a Kevin Bacon gal? Oh, Kevin Bacon. Footloose yeah. all the way. Bacon. 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 That's his last name. <laughs> That's his last name. Why? So Ollie, <laughs> why is it last name? You would yes. have to ask him. I mean, it's Germanic in nature, so I would assume that he has a background. His family came from the, you know. Frying pan? <laughs> yes. His family came from the frying pan. So, Ollie, when was the first time you watched Tremors? I mean, I don't even know where I where else I would find it on Amazon uh, without you guys. So Right. Guys. So the first time you watched it was... Today. Today. Okay. 
So right off the bat, before we get into spoilers, everyone wants to know, Ollie, what did you think of Tremors? Um, what is your (laughs) 11-year-old... Yeah, what's your what's your hot take? Review. Like, right out the gate. Like, is it thumbs up, thumbs down, in the middle? Where does it rank? Out of five stars. Uh, four. Hey, oh, okay. pretty good. Yeah, okay. he's, I, he's up there with the uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews, which were pretty high. They 80. Were. This yeah. was a, this was a very well-reviewed movie. Unfortunately, it was dumped in January of 1990, and I don't know... In the audience, obviously, Tremors is not a very January type of movie. Also, everyone hated the trailer. Uh, it didn't stop me from seeing it in theaters. I was at the AMC 12 back when there were 12 theaters, and I saw it there. I can't remember who I saw it with, but I do remember seeing it in Burbank, which is, well, that's where I saw everything. What was um, the trailer like? I, the trailer just was hokey. It didn't make it I seem very... I don't know what that means. You don't know what Cheesy. hokey means? Cheesy. Oh. Okay. Goofy. Yeah. It, it Derpy? Derpy. <laughs> That's Chugy? what the kids are saying. <laughs> are the kids saying chuggy yet? Has that made it to middle school? No. Okay. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I'm sure... The TikTokers. Yeah. As soon as the TikTokers <laughs> get to you. The, it only made $16 million out of a $10 million budget. So it didn't really blow the roof off of anything. But when it got to home video, like when your mom saw it, uh, it was huge. And so much so that later on it spawned like six more direct-to-video sequels. They had a a short run of a a sci-fi channel show, last about 13 episodes, didn't go over well. And then a couple years ago, Kevin Bacon was going to relaunch this also on a premium cable thing, they shot a pilot. He reprised his role. No one picked it up, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is weird because this has a very huge cult following. It yeah. seems seems like a mistake, but and it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Plus, I feel like the sandworms of the Mandalorian brought it back into vogue. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's a big, it's a sandworm time. It you've is. got Mandalorians. Dune. You've got dunes. Yeah. yeah. Missed opportunity. Yes. Sorry, Kevin Bacon. He he deserves so much more. Um, so the idea for this started with two guys named S.S. Wilson and Brett Maddock. They were on location for a U.S. Navy safety video in the middle of the desert. They were standing on a rock and they started joking around with one another. What would they do if they couldn't get off? Like what would keep them on the rock? How And they surmise that the only thing that would really keep them on the rock would be land sharks. <laughs> now, Ollie. Candy Graham. What is your experience with land shark? Um, I saw land shark on SNL. Okay. Um, <laughs> Back in the day in 1976. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> no, you, you saw it on YouTube, yes? Yeah. Okay. He showed me it. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you you watched it many times as if you were studying it, like it was for a <laughs> test. So, do you think this that the movie Tremors lives up to Land Shark, the SNL sketch that goes on for probably a minute and a half too long? If there was a door, right, then it would work. Okay. So you the want rock. the full Candy Graham experience? You want. Well, that's how Landshark works. He has to be at a door. That's true. Eat people. 
Those are the rules. <laughs> um, the other person who's given story credit to this is the director, Ron Underwood, who up to this point before Tremors was really a National Geographic nature documentary uh, director. So I think that's why it looks as good as it does, why he can film the backgrounds of this so well and he can have that wide scope on so many of the, the shots because he knew how to capture detail and make nature look exciting. I, I think that pays off here. Um, it should be noted that although this was uh, underwhelming, critics really liked it, and he was immediately put into another desert featuring movie called City Slickers, which you have not seen, Ollie. I don't know what that is. City Slickers? It's what cowboys use to describe city folk who don't know how to ride horses. <laughs> For the audience, Oliver is squinting at the microphone, <laughs> not saying anything. It is, as we all know, a visual medium. Um, like Butterfingers? Because they can't get a hold on the horse? <laughs> I suppose... Um, just, just that they're out of their element. They're out of their element. Okay. They're not country boys. They're not. They're not then cowboys. Then where does the slick part come to it? Because uh, I assume it would be a colloquialism for city folk being or thinking of themselves as slicker than cowboys. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that's a movie that actually won an Oscar. Uh, then he went on to have a a massive slate of huge misses, including. Heart and Soul with Robert Downey Jr., where he rides a bus with a lot of ghosts. We're talking about Kevin Bacon? No, Robert Downey. We're talking about the director, oh, the Ron, director. Uh, Ron Underwood. Okay. Uh, Speechless, uh, which is not a good movie. Mighty Joe Young. What, have you watched Ollie Mighty Joe Young? It's gorilla movie. He's not as big as King Kong, uh, but he's not as small as a regular gorilla. He's Mighty <laughs> Joe Young. He's somewhere in between. I don't think you've seen it. No. Charlize Theron's in it. Um, And then, like, the truly disastrous The Adventures of Pluto Nash. And after that, he pretty much goes to TV. He's in movie director jail. Uh, But he's worked successfully in television every year since. So he's not... uh, His family is fine. Um, The other thing is the graboids, the creatures here. Mm -hmm. They were designed by Amalgamated Dynamics. Familiar with them? No? Yeah, I know. That's actually Tom Woodruff and Alec Gillis. They're two Stan Winston vets. Stan Winston designed the Terminator and uh, the Aliens for Aliens. Oh, that's cool. It's totally cool. Um, And uh, these two guys end up really kind of taking over the Alien franchise from three onward, including Alec Gillis being the guy who crawls in that costume and is the xenomorph. For a lot of the movies. He did that? He did that. Cool. What did you think of the Graboids? They are like sausages with <laughs> mouths. <laughs> Is this the kind of movie that's going to have you uh, showing up in our bed tonight? Are you no. going to crawl into our bed like, oh my gosh, the the Graboids are after me? No. So there was something about it that's very comical, right? About how they look. Yeah. Kind of funny. But still, there's still some moments where it's tense. Not, not really. No? You what jumped. You, you jumped. I jumped because you jumped. 
You made me jump. Well, no one makes you jump. You jumped of your own volition. No. Something surprising happened on screen. Your mom jumped and you jumped. After she jumped. Uh, to me, it seemed to all happen at the same time. They are um, sort of alien-ish, though, in that they have a big head and then little heads inside. And, yeah. like, little mouths inside, but instead of just one good one, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them that are like a, like snails on steroids. They have little yeah. feelers on top of mm-hmm. their heads. Um, and we learn that they're blind. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, But they can sense you. Right. Well, how can they sense you? Uh, vibrations or sound. Okay. That makes sense. It's not the same thing. Well, this microphone is picking up the vibrations of our voices right now and recording them. So that makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Our main characters that we meet right away uh, are Val McKee. Valentine. 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 Val for short. Played by Kevin Bacon. At, at perhaps his dreamiest. It's hard to place what his dreamiest is. Hair. He does have hair. Hair. Now, you have long hair. Would your goal be to have Kevin Bacon long hair? Um, Thor is still up there. Not the the Ragnarok style. Okay. But more like Dark World? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The the worst Thor, but the best hair. the best hair. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, and Earl Bassett, played by Fred Ward, uh, who's a great character actor, and I wish was in more movies. He's fantastic in this. He's yeah. a, he is. He's he got is. a great hairline. Funny. He's very funny. He knows how to be funny on screen. Um, and he's got great comic timing. They are the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this town. They're just two guys who are always mixed up in everything, but never the main character. Trying to make a living. Trying to make a living, doing uh, handyman work. Is that the kind of life that you might dream for yourself, Ollie? Doing handyman stuff? Not if the only way I can agree with someone is to play rock, paper, scissors. That's that's where you draw the line. You're yeah. not you're not gonna let rock, paper, scissors determine your fate. No. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um but they are sick of doing these jobs that they feel they're somewhat better than. They, they're sick of doing them over and over and over again. They want a bigger and brighter future for themselves. Uh, and so they pack up and they decide to leave town. And right as they're driving out of town, they see uh, Edgar, uh, kind of uh, the old drifter in town. But he's climbed up an electrical tower and he's, he's just sitting there. Just sitting there. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, oh, what's we should. Maybe he's drunk. They go up to maybe help him get down. And no, that, no. Bacon gets up there because he lost that rock, paper, scissors. True. Bacon gets up. There. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bacon gets up there. Yeah. And uh, he discovers that Edgar is no more. Uh, and the local doctor who's actually moving into town in construction of his house, that'll come back later, says that Edgar uh, died of exposure and dehydration, meaning that he was stuck on that electrical tower for days at a time. And no one can understand why. Like, what would keep him up there for days that he wouldn't come down? Oh, I don't know. Dehydrate. Some sort of snake with no eyes <laughs> and a weird mouse. Sure. I mean, that's a good guess. No, no, it couldn't happen. 
So now we cut to uh, a different scene. We see a, a local farmer named Fred. He's tending to his crop. He's got sheep. Sheep. he's got a crop and sheep. Oh. Like he's he's hoeing. Oh yeah, yeah. He's hoeing, y'all. <laughs> and um, his sheep start to freak out as sheep are wont to do. Yes. And nervous buying. <laughs> nervous Nellies. And then he just. A cloud of dust comes up around him, and he just gets sucked right into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So the kill-by-kills start out, bang, bang. Dead. Two dead people. Two de- For a, a movie with a cast that's relatively small, this movie has a, a, a pretty decent body count. Yeah. Yes. Now, a lot of people die the same way, but all of it is being swallowed by a giant sandworm with little mouth grabbers, which... Doesn't sound fun to me, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a movie that I've only ever seen like a couple clips from and a movie poster. And it was called Blood Beach. And it just hangs this one girl and she's up to her chest screaming. And she's being sucked into the beach. And the tagline is just when you thought it was safe to get near the water, mm-hmm. which is the Jaws 2 uh, mm-hmm. tagline, which is just when you thought it was safe to get in the water. Now, Ollie, I wanted to show you Jaws personally, and then you convinced your grandfather to show you what? Jaws 2. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. Super. <laughs> Sorry. Super great. <laughs> um, it wasn't as good as the first one, so I no, guess it's okay. That's okay. But I was haunted. Like, that poster gave me nightmares. I was very scared by that poster. It, I, there was something about getting sucked into the ground that I did not like as an idea. Maybe, How old were you? I was like nine. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so you, not, a le- not a wise old acre of 11. No, not like someone who was 11 years old. Like, you'd figure that out in a, in a hot second. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to show you, Ollie, the poster for Blood Beach, just to see if it evokes anything in you. Here we go, right there. Look at look at her eyes. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get to it. Okay. That was scary to me. Look at <laughs> look look at this vortex. This lady is in. That's that's oh look. There's her hip bone and everything. Okay. Well, okay, all right. Uh, maybe I was uh, more of a scaredy cat than you. Well, were. you were afraid of Pink Panther. I was afraid of Pink Panther. And I was afraid of the prairie. <laughs> the prairie. <laughs> the prairie is very scary because it rhymes. Um, so when Val and Earl find Farmer Fred, mm-hmm. all they find of him is his hat. Or something. Well, what's under the hat? Oh, his head. His head. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't scare you even a little that was bit? a little creepy. Leaving no. nothing but a face? No. I, Val and El Earl don't automatically think sandworm. Vicious. Uh, they do assume some sort of killer's on loose. Yes. Because we've lost Edgar. Now we've lost Fred. Yes. It's mm-hmm. after the old people in town. The seasoned meat, as it were. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they rush back into town on the way. They see two uh, road crew guys and tell them there's a serial killer on the loose. You guys got to head for the hills. It's really bad. And then they rush off to warn everyone else. And the road crew guys are like, I don't I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is some sort of joke. 
uh, I don't believe them. And they go back to work. And one guy's got a jackhammer. Yep. And he just goes right into the ground. And then uh, a giant pool of uh, goo comes out of there. Ketchup. Graboid goo. <laughs> mm. Graboid goo. Yeah. You would it eat graboid like goo with... It looks like a good mix of ketchup, corn syrup, and yellow... A very a mucusy mucus. mix in, yeah, yeah, yeah something it's, it's a little yellowish. It's yeah. gross. Mm-hmm. It's gross. So uh, when you say ketchup, is this? Would you eat fries with graboid goo? No, <laughs> no, no. All right, it could be good. I don't know. It could be. It could be delicious for all we know. I would rather eat mayonnaise, and that's actually shocking. That for is me. shocking. <laughs> Well, would you rather eat mustard than graboid goo? Your your nemesis, mustard. Oh, um, I actually have to think about this. <laughs> okay, Get why don't you think us. about this while we talk about something else? Because the boys go back into town. They're they're trying to warn all the residents. They're trying to call to Bixby, which is the next town. Yes. But the the phone line. And we lose yeah. the construction guys, by the way, after the goo. That's true. After the goo, the one guy <laughs> is taken off to the side of the road and pulled up a hill and down into the ground. And then the guy's like, what you doing? And wanders over and wanders right into an avalanche. Yep. Do avalanches scare you? As no. A concept? You're not scared at all by giant boulders coming down on you? I mean, they don't. So, no. <laughs> well, they, they don't to date. Right. But does the idea of being crushed under giant boulders, is that scary to you? Uh, well, yeah, because I don't want to die. But, like, but that's the only reason. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> but on a scale of avalanche and dementors. No. Dementors are still way up here. Sure. Okay. Um, when, when Val and Earl try to make it back out of town, because the phone lines are down, they find that the road is covered by that avalanche. And when they try to turn around, the, one of the graboids, uh, holds on to the axle of their truck. Yes. And they end up finally, after skidding out for a whole bunch, uh, getting going loose. Reverse. Yeah. Uh, but when they get back to town, they discover... Wrapped around their axle is one of these snake creatures. Yeah. What? Sausages. <laughs> snake sausage. Snake yeah. sausage. Okay. Which at first everyone thinks that's what the yes. what it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. this weird snake. Uh so uh with the idea that perhaps they can't use their truck, that's is this this is when they use horses to try to get out of town. Yes, but you've neglected to mention that uh, in town is a geology intern from the local college. True. Who is uh, out there in the rocks (laughs) 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 with seismographs taking readings. Sure. Yes. In terribly ill-fitting shorts. (laughs) They're not not great for her shape. Not flattering. No. Mm -hmm. They don't do a lot for her. Um, th- this, uh, Finn Carter is the actress. I guess she was, uh, on As the World Turns before this. Uh-huh. Was- well, she's able to tell the boys that there's something going on under the ground. Yes. But what? But what? And, you know, she also figures out with them eventually yes. that it's these snake things. It becomes rather clear, um, because, uh, 
also, at some point, right, when does the doctor die? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've missed the doctor. No, have we not, missed the doctor dying? No. Well, as they're all trying no, to figure out what to do next, the night doctor passes. and his wife are, and the night passes, yes. the doctor and his wife are in their mobile RV where on their land site where yes. they're getting ready to build. And they're excited because their cinder blocks are coming the next day and they're going to lay down a foundation and they're going to build a house. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a dream home together under the stars. And then... They're sucked. Well, wow. the doctor sucked down first. Yes. And she gives him a two by four to hold on to. Yep. And he splits that right in two. Yeah. Which is kind of nightmare inducing for me. Yes. That seems very, very bad. And she's trying to pull him out. It's super awful. And then she tries to get away by running into their station wagon. And then those sandworm things pull the oh. whole car in. Well, it wasn't just like the sandworm thing. It was the bigger one. Yes. Yeah. That we see its entire That's we realize that body it's like, later. Oh, these aren't just a snake sausage. This is like a big mother giant. This yes. is the mother of all snake Snails. sausages. Yes. <laughs> yes. And pulls in the entire car, and she's buried alive. She's buried alive in a station wagon. That is not, I do not like that idea. Um, So when when Earl and and Val find the remnants of this, they discover that the the car radio is still playing and that the station wagon is completely covered. They freak out. They get back on their horses, and they keep going. And eventually, the graboids uh, hear their horses and bye-bye horses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them. We don't see what happens to the other one. Uh, no. It probably... Uh, ran off. Ran off. Yeah. But we don't know its fate. But one has to assume it, it might not have gotten far, considering how fast these boys go. And this is when everyone kind of gathers together to try to figure out what these things are, right? Mm-hmm. And well, that's when they theorize, like... Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's they... the cement part first. It is the cement part first. Yeah. Which pays off later on when, they, when they're running for their lives from the graboid. And uh-huh. it's, that's when they kind of discover something bigger is there. So they run towards the cement culvert where, you know, where water would have, where storm drainage yes. would be. Yes. And they try to jump over. They don't quite make it, but the graboid doesn't know that cement is there and just cranks itself uh, to death. Yeah. Uh, so we realize they're vulnerable. They can right. be killed. They're not they indestructible. And they can't quite see when the end of the road is for... What they're traveling through, the yeah. loose part of the dirt. So that, that will come into play later. Now, don't they find, this is when they go out and, and they and they find our, our scientist character. Yes. yes. And they all get trapped on a boulder because they realize if they're on something higher than the ground, these things can't climb. There's only yeah. so far the, the snake sausages can reach to grab you. Yes. Which is how our drifter guy got caught on that. That pole, that electrical and, and couldn't pole, come down. couldn't come down, and they'll just wait for them forever. And the only way out of it is they to get to her they to don't Rhonda's seem truck. To age, the we don't even know. Like, did they just wake up? Yeah, because they, they haven't always been there. Like, the town of Perfection has has lasted for a while now mm-hmm. without ever encountering these people. 
or well, I wouldn't call them people, these creatures. Um, but they've woken up rather recently and they're very hungry. Yeah. Maybe they hibernated. Do you think maybe that's it? I guess, but like if they did hibernate, they would still be aging. So I'm not sure they can even like die old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Val wonders if they're a government experiment and his partner wonders if uh, they're alien. Yeah. And I mean, and we never probably, find the answer to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not in this movie. Maybe they answer it in the sequels, but we, we don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they end up the solution to their problem. And I'm assuming that this kind of comes from the origin of the I, the seed uh, of the idea here is they get off those rocks by pole vaulting from one rock to the next until they hit Rhonda's truck. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, somehow the, the graboids don't think of the genius plan to pull the uh, pull the pole pull the pole uh, out <laughs> from underneath them. It's true because later on they they pull a pogo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before this they uh, make contact with that jackhammer. So it's not but they as Ollie likes to say they have a bit of what Ollie? Plot armor. Plot armor. <laughs> They and, do. Okay. They're the now, main characters. Now, maybe not everyone in our audience knows the concept of plot armor. So can you tell people what plot armor is? Usually the main character of a movie, TV show, book, ETC, um, is protected by some sort of um, armor that comes... From I don't know. Well, they're, they're the needed author. for the they're needed for the rest of the yes, story. Yes, because they're the quote unquote hero. Hero. Yeah. So they they tend not to die. Yeah. Uh, remind me to show you Psycho. All right. Oh no! Looks like I've been separated from the others. But uh, while I have you in this moment, can I speak to you? Uh, ever so briefly, of our beloved sponsor, Manscaped. You know, once upon a time, I didn't have the right tools for the job, so I ended up consulting an old pal of mine. You might know him, uh, Leatherface. Surely no one has a more pulled-together look, and yet he was using a chainsaw for personal grooming. I I think I have a better plan for you than that, and it's called the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It has everything you need for below-the-waist grooming. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. Now, this trimmer is perhaps the greatest ball trimmer of all time. Dare I say it, it's a fourth generation trimmer. It has all this cutting edge ceramic blade technology to reduce grooming accidents. Uh, it's called the Advanced Skin Safe Technology. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 is actually waterproof, so you can shave anywhere. That means less cleanup in your bathroom. And it has this great 400K LED spotlight. It actually really helps you see what you're doing, which helps when you're trimming downstairs. But wait, there's a whole lot more. See, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. It's uh, also waterproof because it has that proprietary skin-safe technology that helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, all in those delicate ear and nose holes. And believe me, that's the last thing you want to attempt with a chainsaw. So I think this is the better way to go. But 
hold the phone, everybody. We're not done. You also get the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And trust me, fellas, your balls will be thanking you. Not so much in words, but in a feeling deep in your heart. That's right. You Manscaped is going to help you reconnect with what you got going on downstairs. Manscaped even threw in uh, two, a couple free gifts for uh, me and for you if you get the performance package 4.0. That's Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. So you can uh, bring all your grooming tools with you in a lovely, convenient package. And uh, I know what you're saying. Patrick, what is in this for me? What do I get out of this deal? Well, I got a I got a great deal for you. That's right. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code KBK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code KBK. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And now the body count continues. They make it back to their truck. They're able to get back into town. Mm-hmm. And everyone is kind of, well, Victor Wong, uh, old Kill by Kill uh, fans will know Victor Wong, of course, from Big Trouble Little China and uh, Prince of Darkness. Um, yeah, I, Oliver is squinting. <laughs> Prince of Darkness is a, is about is a movie about quantum physics, about a group of scientists who dis, who are told that that Satan lives inside of a swirling jar of green jelly. Why? Because that's the plot of Prince of Darkness. But yeah, green is a lighter color, kind of. Well, he fell from outer space. Besides, Oliver wasn't paying attention to Victor Wong as much as he was paying attention to what. Oh, yeah, I held a tally of how often um, Bacon Guy adjusted his belt buckle. He did it <laughs> seven times or something. I'm not sure. I forgot to, like, actually count, but... Do you think that that has to do with Kevin Bacon, the actor? Yes. Or do you think that is a, a tick of his character, Val? Both. Oh, it kind of has to be one or the other. Both. Okay. It has to be both. <laughs> Maybe it's something Kevin Bacon does that he decided his character also does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a thing, he but it's very also handsy with his belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little worried. Uh, maybe he maybe he feels it, like more like so he doesn't have to adjust it every he needs those single pants time. from Old Navy like you have where you yeah. can adjust the waist on the inside. He needs elastic on the inside because he's <laughs> he's too skinny for how long his jeans are. Yes. He's got your problem. Okay. Um, so they finally make it back to town. And here we kind of get into a standoff moment. Now we know that these are giant creatures. Uh, what, oh, here's one thing I enjoyed that I want to make sure I note here. One thing? That we're going to talk about. Here's one thing we're going to talk about that I enjoy. In a lot of monster movies, a scientist will go, oh, it could be this. There's a, an issue with this. This might be a way for us to survive. This is how this creature behaves. And the main characters of the movie will go, I don't believe you, scientist. <laughs> and in this movie, they're like, 
oh, okay, yeah, sure. You might, you should probably know what you're talking about. And they honestly do listen to her yeah. for the vast majority of the and movie. And she's a college student intern. But, but she has more experience she does. She in scientific matters. And she views this scientifically in that she observes behavior and that modifies her conclusions. She doesn't come to one conclusion and then uh, dismiss everything else. It is a very nice change of pace. Uh, I really like that in this movie. Here's the other thing I like. They you may get... rely on her way too much, though, because they're asking her about, like, everything. True, but she's been right about so many things. True. Once you have someone... Although that... she does complain about that. Yeah. She? she says, stop asking me. <laughs> she does say that. Well, they, you're a scientist who knows the answer to a lot of things. She has known the answer. You. Yeah, they do apologize. But what I like about this portion of the movie comes, it becomes sort of a siege picture. Do you know what a siege picture is? No. Okay, that's when when a cast is trapped in one location, and the point of it is to keep whatever's trying to come in out, which is harder here because you can't really get away in a vehicle, they've taken out most of the vehicles. Yeah. They're beginning to understand that any sort of vibration is attracting these creatures. And now they're starting to figure out how to loosen the foundation of the buildings. Right. Yep. Uh, and, but first. And get under it. And get under it. They almost, they almost uh, knock off that kid who's yep. a pogo enthusiast. Mm -hmm. uh, but Kevin Bacon saves the day there. Yes. Uh, that everyone starts to get up on the roof but not not before they come up through the floor oh, of yeah. the general store mm -hmm. and our beloved Victor Wong it yeah. meets his end. Which yeah. I I would like to see more of him in this motion picture. Yeah, he was a way better character than some of the others. There's a little bit of a dead meat quality to some of these people. Yeah. <laughs> uh the guy like there's Cap Guy. Yeah, Nestor. Nestor, mm -hmm. right? But he has no—he has no—he has a weird name. He's—he's he's a weird that's name. About it. He—he he mm -hmm. doubts a lot of stuff. What but about this guy? And then there's like Ari that is Ari that is a child named Ariana Richards, the irritating teen. Yes. Oh, well, no, irritating teen boy. Irritating teen boy. Yes. Um, what is ir uh, irritating teen boy's name? Mm. Oh, um, Bobby Jacoby. Uh, as Melvin Plug. Who <laughs> <laughs> named him? I don't know, but it kind of works. Um, Plug is a very funny name. Um, he's primarily known for Tremors movies. He seems to have been in a couple of them. Hmm. Um, and a lot of TV. But I think this might be like his biggest role. <laughs> Apparently, he's B number four in B movie. Oh. That's huge. No. Now we love Reba McIntyre and Michael Gross. <laughs> yes, because they are defined characters. He is very much a gun nut yes. and is very focused on being a gun nut. Yes. And she is very disappointed in him <laughs> because he does disappointing things. Yes. And I don't like guns, but I like them in this movie with their crazy yeah. gun wall. It, Taking up the sunset. <laughs> it is a very good reveal. Like the one side of the wall is all various sizes of wrenches and screwdrivers. And they start shooting the guns they have once a graboid enters their basement. 
But then the camera turns and there's an entire wall <laughs> of guns yeah. that they start to use. And that is a, a very nice directorial reveal. Like yes. all of these things build. It's never just one thing and you're done or just like, like a quick death. They yeah. all kind of build on one another. That's it's very well directed. Um, but th- she's very disappointed at him. Like when he shoots at the ground, just at the ground, she's like, come on, honey, come on. <laughs> and he does these things over and over again. She just puts her hand on his shoulder like, do better, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in dire straits. There's a lot of good things about you, but right now, a lot of disappointing behavior. You're doing he does same. build some bombs, though. He does build yes. some bombs. And that was with her help. With her help. Yeah. They're both very handy. Obviously, this is something they've dedicated their life to. We also discover uh, that his license plate says Uzi for you. Yeah. Which is disturbing. More disturbing, the free (laughs) Afghanistan uh, bumper sticker in 1990. Kind of pro-Taliban. Him and Rambo really into the Taliban. And that never was a bad bet. It always paid off. Anyways, let's get back to the motion picture. Nestor gets it mm-hmm. uh, when he's knocked off his trailer and he decides to hide on top of a tractor tire. Yes. Which <laughs> notoriously has a hole in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, he just gets pulled right on through. I don't think that death is as vicious as Victor Wong's death. He's no. kind of hanging out of the mouth yeah. And that's that's a big that's I a don't big icky death. I don't I don't like the hanging out of the mouth nope. deaths. On, on this April when you know half your body's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This April we've had a couple of them. It, notoriously in Jaws 3D, the movie that did send you to our bed because you were scared after watching it. Yes. Um uh, Simon McCorkendale gets chomp, chomp, chomped inside, just gummed to death inside yes. the shark's mouth. And then in a movie, alligator. And you see that in the stomach part. Yes. Yeah. The, the, there's a POV from a shark's stomach looking yep. up at him. Uh, and then in alligator, uh, a hunter character is halfway inside this giant alligator's mouth and then asks for a guy to help me out. And he reaches out like, help me. All you have to do is pull and I'll come right <laughs> out of this giant alligator's mouth. Uh, spoiler alert. That does not happen. No. Okay. Uh, I don't Not think really you're ready to spoiler. see. Spoiler, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the graboids are starting to loosen the foundations, all these mm-hmm. sort they're of learning. testing them they're out. getting smarter. Yes. Learning, getting smarter. Kindergarten to first grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you view knowledge. Yeah. It starts at kindergarten. Goes. <laughs> You didn't learn very much in preschool. But no. It was primarily a kindergarten, kindergarten to first grade learning. Kindergarten. Jump. Kindergarten. It's well, like that, Nevada. Yes. <laughs> this the family experiment. <laughs> kind of over. Um, Nevada. <laughs> Uh, but Bert and, and Heather Gummer, uh, played by Family Ties, Michael Gross, and, and the uh, formerly mentioned Reba McIntyre, they shoot one of the the graboids to death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so we got two down yes. out of four. Yes. Um, the 
because they then they're like, oh, we'll take the your Jeep, the Gummer's Jeep, up this this Jeep trail. But no, the Graboid kills that Jeep too. Yeah. Yep. So they're they're not going to get out of there tires. On, a, on a, in a traditional vehicle, and that is when they had the idea to grab the giant uh, Earth Mover cat. cat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, but they have to set off a distraction first. Yes. What would you were of an age at a certain point where you loved giant vehicles? It started with trash trucks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we would take you to these 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 sort of Saturdays where they would have all these different vehicles out. Mm-hmm. You would be able to climb behind yep. a tractor trailer and kind of grab the wheel. But that faded. Why? I would. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think you would ever that that's a passion that might reemerge later in life? No, it would come in handy for this if you ever find what? yourself trapped in the. In the rock fields. To be able to, to drive sandworms. A, a, a giant tractor. To be able to know tractor. how to drive a cat. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. scoffing. Just keep it in mind because okay. you never know. You never know. Like that might come in handy. Like I didn't think I would have to use knowing how to stick shift. But then when we go to Europe, we always get a stick shift car. And I'm able to drive a stick shift car. Okay. Maybe. It's exactly like maybe... <laughs> yes, it is. It's exactly like it. That's what Europe is. Snake snails trying to grab at you. But I know how to drive a stick shift car and I get us out of there. Okay. Uh, All right. So Kevin Bacon decides he has to run, make a run for it, right? And get the cat. Yes. And then he's going to drag a... Like a tractor a, trailer, some sort of... A shell behind yes. so that people can jump in it. He can drag yes, and someone sets off a um, little riding like, mower. Yeah, yeah, and that distracts it for a little while, but then it it, it turns itself over on the berm on the curb on, on the curb. Yeah, and uh, he almost gets at, uh, but uh, then they cause a distraction. That's not plot, that does not define plot armor. He's in danger, but, but they outthink the Graboid by causing a distraction. Because it had to happen because the main character it was, can't die. It would be sad if he died right there. Yeah. But there's two main characters. There, one of them can be cut loose. You're saying because it's a two-hander that they both have plot armor? Both Earl and Val? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, she knocks a pipe. She knocks a pipe loose. Yes. That causes distraction number two. Yes. He gets to the cat. He hooks up the thing. He picks also, up. Also, they learned how to hook onto the ladder that she was climbing yes. down. They almost yeah. get the ladder. Yeah. So she almost gets it. Meanwhile, he's driving the cat. He grabs Bert and Heather. He grabs the rest of them. He grabs Pogo Stick Girl and he grabs Surly Teenager and he grabs everybody. <laughs> And they start moving, and their their theory is this thing is so heavy they can't they won't be able to t- tip us over. Yes, they keep grabbing at it, kind and they works. can't quite figure it out. Yeah. Now, surly teenager, is this the kind of surly teenager <laughs> you're going to become? No. You're you're literally moments no. from hitting this no. stage. No. We're like no. it's funny to strap on a dead <laughs> snake. Sandworm, no. snakehead, and go, oh, 
I'm in danger. No. <laughs> I won't leave this tractor trailer I, unless no. you give me a gun. Is that going to be you? I'm no. not. You're never going to pull that maneuver? I can't promise that, but hopefully <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, can't be promised. All right. Also, you don't have to keep saying gets it. I'm not sensitive to the word kills or death. Okay. All right, good to know. <laughs> um, it's, sometimes I like to change things up. Gets it. <laughs> you have a problem with gets it? What if his it show is called Gets It by Gets It? No. Yeah. What if I change the name of the show to Gets It by Gets It? No. Whatever you're on. No. Okay. So, uh, because they can't pull down that giant cat directly, they end up figuring out that if they just eliminate the road in front of them, they it won't be able to jump yes. or anything like that. And the whole tractor trailer goes into a ditch. They make a run for it uh, to... Uh, a rock because they have the bombs and they notice that the bombs distract the graboids. They yes. run away from it. They don't know what it is, but it is a large enough shock that they're like, oh, we got to get away from that. And, and they also explode. They do also explode. That's what bombs tend to <laughs> Handily. do. Handily. Yes. Yes. Oh, they do. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so they knock out one yeah. of the bomb. Yeah. Well, they have a big fight. Yeah. There's a big, you know, everyone has to blame everyone else for the sorry situation yeah. they find themselves in. Yep. Uh, and that's when Heather is particularly bummed out by her husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, they figure, oh, oh, what we could do is like tease them into maybe swallowing one of the bombs. They go fishing. So they put a rope on uh, on one of the bombs. They light a fuse. They kind of tease it with throwing rocks in an area to... Make it come up. And they then, lasso it. Fred Ward lassos it just like he would a steer. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he becomes the dream cowboy he always wanted to. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Dream cowboy. And in this case, he lassos a snake sausage. Yes. With a bomb. And that bomb. A big one. That bomb blows up that, that graboid real good. Yep. And yeah. they all celebrate until they're hit by snake guts. There's a lot of gross guts in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Whatever it is. They're orange, yeah. though. Yeah. The got, inside of yeah. them tends to be orange. Well, early on, we kind of see the red and yellow. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe the like, bomb oh, kind of mixes like, it together. It's uh, Ghostbusters goo, but not green. Yeah. Yes. It's orange version. It's, it's its own thing. Uh, they try to do it to the other one, Stumpy. That's the one that grabbed the, the axle of their truck earlier. It seems mm -hmm. to be the smartest one. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't seem to work. Um, and then how did they get off the rock? What is the determination? Also, it, um, it throws the... Because it throws, oh, it throws the, the bomb, bomb back. <laughs> yeah. And that's it blows them, some of them off the rock. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so this uh, and some separates of them the party. to run off the rock. Right. So, uh, Earl and, and Val and, and Rhonda are separated from the group. They Rhonda? That's her name? That's her name. I didn't know that. You didn't know Help Help Me Rhonda? No. No. A big Beach Boys fan? No. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> is that what? Oh, no, it's plural, so it must be like... It's a band. Five people. 
Oddly enough, it is five people. It might wow. even be six people. Oh, it's like four tone. It is like four tone. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like <laughs> four tone. Uh, and so they have one bomb in their hand, and uh, Val gets an idea mm-hmm. what he's going to do with it. He runs off in a direction towards a cliff. What? Which is a callback to two things that are from earlier. One is the idea of a stampede. Mm-hmm. And the other is how that one grab boy just slammed its way into the cement, the cement wall. And kill itself. Yes. So he makes a run for it. Earl follows him thinking he has the lighter. Turns out Rhonda has the lighter. She runs after them. They light the fuse. They make it very short. Val throws it over the graboid. Everyone panics because they think he's missed. No, his goal was to cause that reaction that after the bomb goes off, the graboid will freak out and go faster in the direction it's already going in. And it bursts through the cliff wall and falls to its death. It skyhooks out of the mountain. I don't understand how rock wall is... um, much softer on the snake grabby face than cement. And now it doesn't immediately die from I, that, I think but. that, yes, I, I would agree. There's probably a lot more rock. It's not just a, 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 a cliff like that isn't a thin veneer of rock. But yeah. It, yeah, this is where, it's, I this guess. is where movies That's, come in. Yeah. Yeah. The explosion panics it and it goes extra fast as they saw it before. And that's enough. For it to, but it doesn't or even have like a smushed face. Rock. It doesn't. It should have. Yes, I agree. Yes, it should have had guts on its face to the beginning, and then like my guess is that that is not a real bottom. size, and that's probably a miniature. And that's one of the things about miniatures is that they don't always go as planned. But it splits apart and plenty miniature? of miniature. Yes, a, a, a one eighth it, of the regular size, a tiny one. Oh. And they film it in slow motion, so it looks like it's bigger than it is. It's a movie trick. Hmm. So, that any last thoughts on Tremors? I mean, they, they all did. survive, and <laughs> I guess we're happy for them. I'm not sure where their lives will go after this. It is in great doubt where their lives <laughs> will go after this. Uh, Val- I mean, the shop is, like... Pretty much destroyed, so right. they have yeah. no access to that food town and water. is ruinous. They're, yeah, yeah, it's dead. I guess she goes back to college with her big scientific findings. So oh, she's, she's fine. She's she's, she's be got great. the best exit strategy out of any. And yep. then Val and what's his name? Earl. Earl. They're <laughs> gonna try their luck in big Ron- in the yeah. bigger town. They're gonna yeah. They're gonna they're gonna suck. Uh, 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 Sewer pits and uh, put up fences in big Spain. Hopefully, and bacon makes up with Rhonda. It um, makes out. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you gave it four stars, which is pretty good for a movie that started with you going, Oh, great. This movie's starting with a guy peeing <laughs> on a rock. Do you think it should have ended with a guy peeing for symmetry? Yes. Okay. It should rhyme. Well, they're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> How okay. Um, okay. Uh, so. uh, Urination, that's the title of the ending. Urination. Yes. 
Good to know. <laughs> so as per tradition, we're going to play a game called Choose Your Own Death Venture. And that's where we decide, of all the deaths in the movie, if you were forced to die in one of those ways, which one of them would you choose and why? Now, a lot of them are be grabbed by the ankles and pulled down into the dirt and, yeah. and get a big mouth hug from a graboid. But which location would you rather be grabbed from? Would you be like to be grabbed in the middle of nowhere? Would you like to be dehydrated on an, an electrical tower? No. Uh, be sucked uh, down into the ground but leave your face? Nah. <laughs> you really considered that. Tire. The tire? Sitting on a tire and get pulled down the middle? That is a. uh, I think I'm going to choose the the wife in in the station wagon, even though she's buried alive, which is upsetting. Uh At least she gets to listen to music. (laughs) Sure. Isn't being buried alive kind of painful? Probably. Uh, It can't be fun. But she gets to listen to some tunes. Yeah. I feel like getting a face hug from a graboid while being quickly sucked down is a much faster death. Yes, I would much rather get the quick suck down, yeah. even if that requires me to leave my beautiful face behind so that people know that I was there. <laughs> then they would, oh, there's Patrick. So I know him by his face. Fred? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Even though I dislike garden work, I would, <laughs> it would be You're worth it to, to have my face left behind. Uh, that pretty much does it. Josh Hollis does our artwork. Who's Josh? Josh Hollis does our artwork. Thank you, Josh. A Revenge Body does our music. Who? The band Revenge Body. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Revenge Body. <laughs> <laughs> and feel better, Gina. Feel better, oh, Gina. Wow, you have to thank them too. Oh, you're thank making... you, Revenge Body. Thank you, Josh. And uh, you can find uh, Kill by Kill on Twitter and on Facebook. We have the group. We have the Instagram. You also have uh, the the Patreon where we do special stuff. Uh, this month we talked about King Kong. Which, is the Patreon a bird? No, it is a place where people pay us money uh, to keep doing the podcast so it doesn't come it out of our pocket. It should be a pocket. bird name. Well, let's get it to the bird factory. Let's see if they pick that up. Uh, and next week we'll be back with a dish by dish. And then after that, it will be Friday the 13th. I wonder what we'll be talking about. Who can say? Hmm. But until then, for myself. Shouldn't you watch Friday the 13th? <laughs> you really took the smoke out of it. Gave it away. You really kind of gave it away. But uh, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, For myself, for Becky, and for Oliver. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.